0: Welcome to the simplicity of happiness, when more is too much. This podcast offers tips and techniques for a better life. Before we start with another episode of the Simplicity of Happiness podcast, I would like to remind you that you can find out all about me and my thoughts on simplicityofhappiness.com as well as Patreon, where I am providing extra content for all of you who support me and the education of children in Africa. And now relax and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity of Happiness podcast. And before we start with the actual episode today, I would like to make some announcement on my own course because it is summer. Well, at least in some parts of the world. And in Europe, that means um, a lot of the travel restrictions are lifted. And with vaccinations being possible to a larger group of the population. And by the way, I strongly believe it is our duty as a healthy person um, to protect the weaker ones in our society with their vaccinations. So I got my... Mine done and I traveled to Italy and my absolute priority over the last weeks was working on the boat, which was not taken care of at all. Now there are two boats in the water and um, just in case that you like sailing, well, you might just head over to the simplicity of happiness and uh, drop me a note if you want to join me sailing. And therefore, I didn't record or at least publish any new episodes over the last weeks. So, there might be two or three until the following Wednesday. So, you might, uh, well, listen to a couple of my episodes now, if you want to. And talking of the, well, weaker parts of the population. I think this is going to be an interesting episode as I talk to Anna in the US um, who is well, not completely but legally blind and um, she dedicates her work to fighting for well equal treatment of people with disabilities. And... As um, the internet wasn't that stable, he, there is no video today. Well, if you're listening to this, there might be no difference. But if you're watching it on YouTube, you will just see my, my logo and you can uh, listen to the whole episode there. By the way, if you ever want to know what I look like or my guest looks like, just um, go to my website and I click on podcast or visit my channel on YouTube where you can find every single episode. But having talked enough about this right now, I'll let you sit back and enjoy the show. Well, hello and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Simplicity of Happiness podcast. Um, Today with another guest from the United States, Anna Cox, and we, well, as we are normally talking all about all different aspects about the simplicity of happiness, um, I think there's a very important um, point to be made or to think about, because when I'm talking about the simplicity of happiness, I always have the perspective from a, well, white male with a German passport. So I'm very privileged in well, almost all circumstances, wherever I travel on, on, on earth. And very often there are well different groups of people that are not as privileged and Sometimes, yeah, people tell me, flow, you are always giving it from your perspective, and for you, life is so easy um, michaela you you are till date, how did you call it legally blind is that correct correct, <laughs> and well, for everybody who is um <laughs> As uneducated as I am on that topic, legally blind means that you can technically see something, but, well,
1: Well, not enough. Yeah, Yeah. like I don't, what it means is you're considered blind within the parameters of the law, like legal Mm -hmm. definition of what it is to be blind. And I don't know if what we consider legally blind stateside is like universal to medical jargon across the world, or if it's just in the US, how we define it, but in the US stateside, it's considered um, 22 to 2400 in relation to your visual acuity, meaning in relation to being 20-20 vision, perfect vision. And if you are 22 to 2400 uncorrected, meaning without glasses or any correction, you're considered legally blind. Within this, you know, as far as I know, in the States, I don't know about other countries.
0: Well, even those numbers don't mean anything to me.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, it's all in relation to when you're considered the perfect vision of 2020, the further mm. you get away from 2020, like if you're 2050 or you're 2080, like when you go into an eye physician's office and they measure you on an eye chart to see what you can see, it's the scale they're doing in relation to the, the standard of perfect vision of 2020. So the further you get away from 2020, perfect vision, they measure it. Okay. Well, you might be 2050 or 2080 or okay. You're 2080 corrected, but you see uncorrected this. So what we're saying is 2200 away from 2020 that far out to 2400 that far out makes you legally blind, uncorrected in the States.
0: Well, these numbers still don't tell me anything. Okay. But I understand. I understand that you, um, well, that you have a major disadvantage, and that yeah. you are considered blind yes. in front in front of the law. So everything, every every help that a blind person could get does apply to you, right? For
1: the most part, yeah. Um, and I don't know if your legislation is overseas, sta- uh, not stateside, where you live in, in Germany, but there was a major piece of legislation um, put on the books in America in 1990 called the American Disability Act. The ADA is what it's short, is what people say. Um, and it was a piece of legislation that was supposed to start regulating things of saying this is what our country has to do for the disabled population. Now, as to whether it actually is done is a different matter, but it is on the books and it's going on uh, 31 years old of legislation that has been enacted. So. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. What I want to talk to you about is that when you went to school, School wasn't primarily made for you.
1: No. (laughs) That's an understatement.
0: (laughs) And yet, you went to a normal public school, didn't you?
1: I went to normal school, but mine was private Christian education for the most part. Minus kindergarten, first grade, and fourth grade. But yeah, normal school, I was included. It wasn't like for special (laughs) needs or anything. It was typical (laughs)
0: yeah as we have as we have a couple of couple of german listeners there is a discussion in germany for the last years whether let's call it special needs schools shall be included in the normal schools because what what we did in germany i'm well, i am living in switzerland i'm traveling most of the world but still i remain german and i went to school in germany yeah. what what we did in germany is um, we thought that people with special needs need special schools so we excluded them and right. what happened is that if you went to a so-called normal school you were never in touch with people with any people with any special needs Mm -hmm. and some kind of um yeah expectation grew in those kids like hey you have a disability whatever it is you don't belong here go to your own school Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: um, now they are talking about including um, and well what i want any individual to to live the life they love whatever okay. it means what is your idea having a special need and go and being included into a normal school what is your idea about it? what is the best chance for a person with a special need to be yeah Treated like a normal human human being.
1: Well, as fa- the the idea of being included in and of itself is a whole other issue as far as how they're treated. And in America, they tend to there's been a pendulum swing through the decades as to where the education field and uh, social policy stood on the issue. It's like they changed their mind. It's like one decade we're doing it one way and then the next decade we're all the way over on this side of the pendulum. It's like there's no balance. It's like it's either one or the other. It can't be in the middle. And quite honestly, I think it we would be served better if we looked at it as individual cases and made a decision based off of that specific child's case, because each case and within each individual disability are totally different from each other. I think it's hard to make a blanket across the board policy that applies to everybody because not everything can apply to everybody. So let's start there. I I don't like the way America handles that discussion in and of itself for me personally, I don't think it works, but that aside, regardless of where they come down in the education field and um, policy decision, I think there's a lot of things that go into whether how an individual is treated. I think it has a lot to do with exactly the way they were raised of how to view themselves, first of all, because a lot of times how we view ourselves is going to influence how we act and what we choose and then how people perceive us. And then, unfortunately, kids can be very nice or very cruel, and that has a lot to do with how they're raised as well. Mm-hmm. whether it be judgmental or be nice or be kind or be thoughtful or you know whatever so the kids that are maybe being nicer to someone or cruel to someone has a lot to do with how they were raised and how they were treated to act and so it's kind of a varied situation a disabled child could be in one school and be treated kind of okay but go to a totally different school and maybe not so kind because you're dealing with people that come from different backgrounds and different understandings and different lessons. But I do think we do need to be educated and need to try and see that different people come from different walks of life and be open to things.
0: So to make it personal, you said you don't like how America is treating this issue and i'm quite sure you're not happy on how germany or any european country is treating the issue in general how do you want it to be treated
1: i think it needs to be when you when you're in a school and you're the administrator or the principal or the special ed teacher the the powers that be within the school setting that make these decisions i don't think we need to address this one issue with, okay, this is what we're doing for everybody because that doesn't work within disability. You need to take it case by case. So, one child maybe would be, have the ability, based off of their disability, to be included, but then another child un- should maybe be included, but maybe take out for a couple of hours to go get their needs addressed. There was this policy under the Bush administration and uh, Bush, the son, not senior. I get their initials mixed up. Um, when he was in office from 2001 to 2008, and I believe it was Laura Bush that initiated it. I could be wrong on that. Check me on that. The first lady at the time who did this no child left behind stuff. And it was, I think, very well intended and purpose with good intentions to make sure everyone was being educated. But unfortunately, it's a, once again, a blanket policy that doesn't work for everybody. So, I mean, you're trying to include everybody, which is good as they should be, but then you have these kids that honestly need their own set of circumstances to help them do well in education and they can't follow along. So then you're mm-hmm. either holding them back or you're ha- having them have issues while you're holding everything back. So you're creating this blanket policy that doesn't work for everybody and it's still creating problems. So well- you know, a lot teacher friends didn't like that either so you know because it created problems for them as teachers
0: still coming back to my my question
1: yeah how did i'm illustrating that to show that it it can't be one answer for everybody (laughs) how a lot of variables in it
0: how would it work best for you
1: i was included and did fine because the only issue i had was my vision i just Mm -hmm. needed a little extra help like i had to sit at the front Excuse me. I had to sit at the front of the classroom so I could see the chalkboard more easier or whatever visual aids the teacher might be using. Um depending on what year we're talking about, I had different technical um objects to help me or different things to aid me. I always had extended time to do homework or test or whatever, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And did you did you feel excluded from the group
1: oh I was excluded all the time from the group say that again I was excluded all the time I always had social problems growing up I didn't really find my niche socially until high school or college
0: so by now you overcame well, let's say a couple of of struggles, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to go into into, into these today because um, I'm much more interested on this. Nothing. What happened before? That what gave you that mindset to well to keep on fighting to keep up the positive attitude? You said you had you 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 felt excluded in the classes. You had social problems when you when you grew up.
1: I was bullied a lot.
0: What changed and what could have helped as a kid?
1: Well, I mean, like I said, kids will be kids. You can't really control that. But you know, be nicer and not have so many be bullied and made fun of so much for something I had no control over and I didn't ask for. Because, as I you know explained you know to you in our previous conversation, but for your audience. I came into the world this way. I, from the moment I took my first breath and every day I've been disabled and had visual impairment issues and I will until I die. It's not fixable. So I didn't ask. I mean, I didn't know what the heck was going on. I didn't ask for it. I just, I was born this way. There's nothing I can do about it any more than someone can do anything about the fact whether they're white, black, or Asian, you know, you can't control that either. What genes you get, you're born that way. So
0: Oh, there are some people who try to change it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, you really can't, despite what made they try. But anyway. Yeah.
0: You, you have kids right now, don't you? Yes, I do. How do you teach your kids not to bully anybody who's different?
1: Well, they know about me. They obviously know their mommy is visually impaired, you know, like mommy can't drive. So our friend, Miss Mindy or whoever is going to take you places. So they're aware they're older now. So they're seeing they're understanding it better. You know, they're uh, seven and 10. So we understand things better as we get older. So they understand more of my limitations and why we need help. And they know about my childhood a little bit about that. Mommy Mm -hmm. had problems growing up and that it wasn't very fun for mommy and it hurt, you know, it it was hard. So let's think about how we would want to be treated. And would that be nice or good for you if someone made fun of you? And then if you don't like it, then let's make sure we're kind to people and try and include people that might need a friend, you know? Not everyone's lucky to have as many friends as you and so let's be gracious and thoughtful and respectful and considerate and kind, you yeah. know, and polite. That's what we talk about, you know.
0: And how do you think that could change on a on society level?
1: I think kindness goes a really long way. It can take the simplest or smallest thing, you know, a kind act can really change someone's perspective. I remember those people that were not so kind to me. I also remember, and it was really important to me, that the ones that were kind to me, I haven't forgotten it. You know, it leads an impression.
0: Mm -hmm. And if if you think about people in charge, elected people in charge, what do you think could be a good move by them?
1: It was real interesting during the 2008 election stateside when Yeah, it was 2008 when uh, the when John McCain was the presidential Republican nominee and his uh, running mate VP candidate was um, Sarah Palin. She has a disabled child. And that was the first time I can remember. I follow politics a lot. I have a great passion for it. My next book's on it, whatever. But mm-hmm. my point is, I was really paying attention. And this was this was an interesting development that we heard in the American dialogue during election cycles. Sarah Palin, because of her child's experience and her family background of having to be a parent of a disabled child, although I get the impression her her child's disability was totally different from mine, which is fine. Because, like I said, there's a myriad of disabilities, but she mm-hmm. was bringing front and center on the political stage during the debates and campaigning about what we need to do for the disabled population. And I can tell you this for a fact, in my recollection, that was the first time I ever heard mentioned on a public national TV, like the whole gamut, like bringing it to the national attention of the issues of the disabled population. And it's the last time we've heard about it either too, by the way. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very interesting that that she took the advantage of that opportunity of the stage she had and started trying to start a dialogue about it to correct and maybe improve the policies and the realities for that dynamic of the american public
0: so right now you have a uh, president who uh, is talking about healing the country what if if you could give him advice on including everybody into a society as the whole.
1: He doesn't want my opinions, I promise you, because we're on opposite sides, but that's another story.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. So if you could, what would it be?
1: Well, unfortunately, right now, there's bigger problems in America and the world right now. But if we are going to go down that road, I, I would think we would need to address education policy and have that discussion within the education field. And look at the current policy and see how we can improve it. Regarded to disabilities. I mean, I'm not in the field, so I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I do know that there needs to be improvements. And I honestly, aside from education, I think the ADA, as I mentioned, the American Disabilities Act uh, of 1990 needs to be revisited and improved and um, maybe amended or adjusted or altered and Fill in some of the gaps because there's definitely gaps missing in that piece of legislation.
0: Yeah, like, like what for example?
1: Okay, employment. That's a big
0: yeah. gap. Yeah, imagine it, or become become aware that like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people listening here they don't deal with any. Yeah. Well disability issues in their lives, not even in their own life, but even at a job. So what what is something that could be done to improve it?
1: It needs to be done, but I'm not really, I have thought about this a lot because I've uh, faced in my own life um, as an adult, a discrimination in the workforce. Like when it comes to jobs and either getting up being given opportunities to work, or once I got a job, I still faced issues on the job. Mm-hmm. I tell you since I was 18 and I'm going to be 43 in November. So for the bulk of my life, I've had two really good jobs. That's it. Only two. And almost thirty six plus I'm horrible at math. Uh <laughs>
0: More than more than two years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like more than twenty, almost thirty years of my life. Mm -hmm. I've only had two really good jobs. Okay, and that's a load of crap. Because if it wasn't for other circumstances that allowed me to survive, I wouldn't be able to live in this country. Because I've only been given two jobs, and unfortunately, I can't get disability either. But that's another story. (laughs) That's a fun story.
0: So okay, let's what, use. What could somebody like me change in my daily behavior?
1: Um, daily behavior. Well, okay, daily behavior link, because employers, employers need to figure out a better way to give the disabled population a chance, but they're in a rough spot because they have to worry about their bottom line and protect their pro- their their business. But then, mm. oh, my cat's going crazy. Sorry. Um. But then we're stuck because we can't get the opportunities we need and the employer may want to, but then they have to worry about why would I hire someone that's going to take some, take double the time or quadruple the time to do the one job that someone can do in half the time, which saves me payroll money on hours, Mm -hmm. but then you have disabled population who need work. So it's, it's, it's a very complicated, difficult situation. But let's let's talk about where I was going with the ADA. Okay, I'm going to use this example. One of the developments that came out of the civil rights movement and policies of bettering the chances of African Americans in a country was called Affirm- affirmative action, which meant mm-hmm. jobs and companies were required to have a certain amount of people hired that were certain demographics, like so many African Americans, so many this, that, or the other. They have quotas. They have to. They're required by law to ensure. There's so many people that are hired that are certain demographics. Okay, fine. That's a lot easier to check and hold someone accountable. Okay, let's look at your employee group. How many do you have hired? You can check that a lot easier legally than you can say (coughs) another company. How many disabled people you have? Well, you don't have any. What's the problem here? And There is no affirmative action for disabled people, but here's the deal. You can prove someone's not hiring you because of your race, or your ethnicity. Good luck trying to prove a a, 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 uh, discrimination case when it comes to this able because there's no way to track or make them hire a certain amount of quota. And even if they didn't hire, they're not going to tell you why they didn't hire someone. They're going to make up any BS reason. They didn't hire them other than they're disabled because as soon as they do, they're going to get sued. So even though everybody knows that's what's going on, there's no way to prove it. So you can't hold them accountable within the what's required of the ADA, that piece of legislation I mentioned, and make a case for it. There's too many holes in the system.
0: And the way to fix the holes would be?
1: That is a good question. I've been playing with that idea in my head for years of what I could present to someone in powers that be. I don't know how you do it because it's such a different circumstance. I mean... Because it's going to be a he said, she said thing as far as employee versus potential employer. Now, once you're on the job, you can prove the discrimination Then that's fine. I I had a situation where I could have proved the discrimination once I was hired. But (coughs) excuse me, my throat is dry. That's different. You can prove it once you're on the job because you can document what's going on in the job. But the cases where why you're not getting hired, that's a different ballgame does
0: that make sense it makes sense it doesn't answer my question
1: I know. I <laughs> because I'm
0: looking, a for, I'm looking
1: for
0: and i'm looking for something that people who don't face that situation on a daily basis um, um, and you mentioned already well african americans asian asian people whatsoever i mean let let it be let it be women <laughs> Yeah, let, exactly. it be, let it be women. Let it be elderly people. Let it be disabled people. Let it be people of a different color. Let it be let it be people of a different religious view. Let it be people of a different um, uh, sexual orientation. Right. Whatever it is, we have it, it. To me, it seems as if we have a growing number of people who are pushed to the edges of our society I don't disagree you disagree
1: no I'm saying I don't disagree I'm agreeing with you I see it and
0: and 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 when we are talking about somebody somehow being disabled there might even be an actual disadvantage for the employer I mean there is no there's no disadvantage for you um, uh, depending on who your employees pray to and there is no disadvantage for you based on who they go to bed with that night but if you is, I think the well the easiest way to talk about even even if there is a disadvantage for employees employing let's say somebody without hands there should still be a possibility for these people i think i know so how do you
1: include them as a full member of society it is definitely a problem and i I think that's why it's still an issue because we haven't figured out a good solution yet because it's so complicated and i it needs well to be what stopped. do you think about
0: what do you think about um, nominating? I mean, wh- wh- what what about what about electing disabled people to Congress? What about? It's
1: been done before. Hmm? It's been done before.
0: How many are there right now?
1: Not a lot, but I know there's a few. I mean Bob Dole well, he's not completely disabled, but I think Bob Dole, there's some rule I heard well,
0: I mean, let's not talk about let's not talk about all these mentally disabled people working for the grand old party, but um I mean, really right and, and what about what about um bringing them into public office at some point, making them secretary? when you say I want to have I want to have a government which is reflecting the American society in all its colors and shapes right maybe there should always be at least one person with a disability that can speak up for themselves
1: and that's what I was looking forward to when Sarah Palin was going to be VP because she was actually had the position to do that and it was the first one that did because of her family background that's why I was excited during that election but They didn't win, so there went that, and the conversation never got picked up again in this country. That was the first opportunity that looked like we had someone that was headed in that direction to start those conversations.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And what, what about me? I what mean, we can
1: always do advocacy and whatever. I'm not very familiar with uh, Switzerland's um, former government, but I'm assuming. is it Oh, parliament? nobody.
0: Nobody is. <laughs> is, it,
1: is it parliament. Do they have a parliament? Yes. OK, so what I understand about parliamentary form of government is kind of similar to our Congress. So I would imagine I don't know this for sure, but let's just go with it to say I'm. Uh, to propose my idea in our country you can write or call your congressman or congresswoman okay so i'm assuming in countries where there's parliament they can also approach their members of parliament correct
0: well i can't because i'm not swiss
1: no but i'm saying that a government okay yeah
0: Okay, so, so I, I, can, I can't because I, I can only elect the German, but I'm not living in Germany. I'm living in Switzerland, and yeah, right. I have no voting rights. So um, in my case, it's a bit difficult, but I understand your point. So wherever yeah. you live, live, contact your elected representative.
1: Yeah, or get involved in community service, like activists or advocacy groups. Like there's organizations stateside for the blind, um, the National Federation of the Blind, the American uh foundation for the blind and i know other disabilities have their own organizations as well that do advocacy work and are advocate and i know the nfb it used to be in january the national federation of the blind they would go to dc to lobby Mm -hmm. people in congress on dc on capitol hill To speak for our issues. So that's something that individual people, everyday people, if they wanted to be involved in something for this population of their society, they could contact the powers that be uh, parliament members or Congress members, Mm -hmm. whichever they could email, they could call, they could maybe go to those people's offices and have a meeting or something you know, there's all different ways to get involved. You know, if that's and your what cause and what or they ask for? Wanna be involved with, you know.
0: And what should they ask
1: for? Anything on the issues at hand. It could be transportation, it could be employment, it could be education, it could be accommodations. There's lots of issues that we face as the disabled population. And depending on which actual disability you have, that's going to impact which exact issues impact you more, as opposed to someone else who has a different disability. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think we as a society should, for, for example, if you have uh, any, public, any public places, um, should there be special, special signs for the blind and should they all be accessible for people in a wheelchair?
1: That's what's supposed to happen according to the ADA, but it doesn't always happen.
0: Because I have, for me, that that sounds a bit complicated. If you have just a very slight minority of people who need that, and these are things that, well, I, I, at it parts very complicated and cost a lot of money, I think it would be so much easier. If people are just helpful but then the, there's the argumentation that you are well degrading these people if they always need to ask for help because they can't do that um, on, on their own but i think
1: I understand that argument because I know disabled people who feel that way, but not everyone in the disabled population feels that way. It has more to do with the individual's perspective on that subject as to how they perceive it or don't perceive it. And it also has a lot to do with how that help is extended. If it's extended in a genuine kind manner, then it's okay. Great. Thank you. But if it's maybe extended in a more condescending or degrading way, then we don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not how you what it's not necessarily what you do but it's oftentimes how you do it or how you word it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for,
0: for example the schools as we started talking about mm-hmm. the schools I think I think People with special needs should be included in public schools. And even if they have a very severe disability, then maybe the special needs school should be located at the same campus like public school, so that they are, so that these well different kind of children or these children with different different abilities and disabilities that they actually see each other and that they see the uh, reality of, of the other people and that and then you could um, you could offer something at school a class which could be well, human kindness for right. example. you could have you could say well there are at least one section per week where we are talking about, how to make this a nicer world to live in
1: right that
0: means respecting nature respecting animals respecting other human beings and being of help not because i have to but because i can yeah so that is for example something where i think well if that means just putting these people off like "No, no 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 they don't belong to us this is you grow up, you never see a disabled person. All of a sudden, they, they show up and then people are like, well, oh, what's this weirdo doing here? No, it's not a weirdo. He has been like this all his life and it's it's a human being.
1: Right. Well, in America, a lot of times, if they are included, they may have um, what's called a para, like a teaching assistant that goes with through them go with them throughout their school day to assist them in their various classes, or they may have an assistant or someone that helps them as they go through their day. Um, or they could be included, but then they go, they go to, if they have to take a test, but in a different way, they may go to a room where they take their test individually and then go back in with their classmates once their test is over. Does that make sense? I know a lot of times yeah. that's one way of handling it over here
0: yeah yeah so before before we before we wrap this up i think it has been a very um um well mind challenging uh, uh conversations because we were raising a lot of questions yes and now we are leaving out with well, the questions still ringing in their heads without providing like this is the answer but maybe Mr. for example my
1: problem it's a lot of complicated issues
0: yeah my 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 suggestion my suggestion and my wish for everybody who's uh, listening to us is think about your own life and where you can be of help to others and if everybody does i think we're changing a lot what is your wish?
1: I would agree um think about how you want to be how let's all think about how we want to be treated and do similar mm-hmm. to other people and think about what we could do for them pay it forward and try and make the world a better place and then if you really want to do something get involved you know
0: okay and if they want to get involved if they want to get involved with you uh Um, what is a a way to find you
1: or contact you? I have a website and I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. And I believe, did I send you that information?
0: Well, just give me the name of the website. I think it's easy if we just ring one bell in our listeners ears and then we can find everything else.
1: They can access all that from that. So um, it's myheartfeltmeditations.com.
0: Okay, and I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. So if you want to find out more about it, um, visit uh, Michaela there and and, uh, drop her a note. Michaela, thank you so much for that uh, inspiring conversation. And, um, well, if I can do anything for you, let me know.
1: Okay. Thank you for and, being willing to have the um, conversation and people aware of it. That's a good start. Yes,
0: yes. I think, yeah, awareness. Um, well, I'm going to add one more sentence because a somebody I know who's doing coaching, coming from the medical background, she posted something where she said most of her clients at the moment contact her because they want their fear to go away
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she says before it goes before it goes away it has to be allowed to be there
1: mm-hmm.
0: so everything starts with awareness
1: yes agreed you can't fix something that you don't understand well, and aware of
0: yes and no and especially not if you if you negate it or act like it doesn't it's not it's not there so we let us start with awareness um Michaela thank you so much um you my listener um thank you for for being with us um ask questions if you like and I'll talk to you in a week until then take care